And the more you share your dreams and work with them, the more empowered you are to get those symbols right away, to get the meanings. And you become so expert at really knowing yourself, knowing your own psyche, at bringing the unconscious elements that are ruling our energetic makeup and bringing them forward into the conscious realm instead of being dictated by fears or avoidance and the potential for you to heal on a physical, emotional, or energetic level is unparalleled. We're all alone and we're all one. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine a podcast for empaths, healers, dreamers, and seekers. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community Membership for Energy Medicine and Dream Work. In this podcast, I offer teachings, poetry, songs, interviews, and inspiration to support you wherever you are on your path. Today is the second episode in a series all about how to do conscious dream work and how to create a strong practice of working with your dreams. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to be an expert dream interpreter of your own dreams, because I do believe that all the answers are within you and that we are all the experts of our own dreaming. Because I've spent nearly 20 years giving polarity sessions, and I'm so passionate about viewing everything through this lens of energy medicine, that I now actually teach this work, and I've also applied it to dream work in multiple different ways. One of the ways that I've applied the polarity elemental model to dream work is through elemental dream mapping. And I'm actually not going to be going into that in this episode because it really involves an in-depth exploration into how the elements show up in the body and symbolically in our lives so that we can then overlay that to our dreams so that we can sort of map how our energy is being represented in our dreams. What I am going to be talking about today is a five-step methods, just five different ways of working with your dreams using this elemental model, which will help you to interpret them better. In the first part of this episode, I will be talking a little bit about polarity and what that is and how you can relate to your dreams through this lens of energy medicine. Then I will also be explaining the elemental dream work method that I created using the five elements, what those mean, what they are, and how you can use these elemental constructs to interpret your dreams. I will be sharing examples of dreams and how I have interpreted them for myself using this method. I'm also going to be sharing a group dream seed for this moon and an invitation to take advantage of my free energy assessment offering for private one-on-one online coaching. I'm so excited to talk today about dream work using the five-step elemental model for dream interpretation that I created based on polarity therapy so that you can learn how to engage with your dreams and glean the most valuable insight, meaning, and direction for your life because ultimately our dreams are the most direct line we have to our higher consciousness 
to our guides, our allies, to the departed, to other realities. And this line is open and available to all of us because we all dream. Whether we remember our dreams or not, we all dream. And we all have access to this if we just take the time to pay attention and listen and learn how our dreams are communicating to us specifically and to tap into the interconnectedness that we share with all beings and all planes. So I want to share a quote from the book, Dream Work for the Soul, A Spiritual Guide to Dream Interpretation by the late Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who said, We are hungry for spiritual experiences and nourishment. Yet, one of the greatest spiritual experiences is laid at our doorstep every night when we dream. We keep looking for ways to connect with the Source, yet every night we have a hotline to God. Dreams are mystical, nonsensical, random, odd, and whenever we try to look at them from our conscious waking perspective, it kind of feels like you're trying to decipher a foreign language that you don't already speak. Because dreams have their own language that is beyond our linear, logical, left-brained, waking mind reality that is dominant in our Western culture. And becoming an expert at interpreting your own dreams in this method of dream interpretation that I'll be sharing with you in this episode today is really going to require that you start by just taking off your thinking cap, like actually just ask your left brain to step aside and move into the vaster, wiser more creative, trusting, intuitive, playful side of yourself. And that's not totally disregarding logic. We love logic. But when we first wake up, we almost always just think that was gibberish. Like that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And if we just rely on what we already think we know and come at it from our ego, we're never going to really understand what the dreams mean. So the first step in becoming an expert at interpreting your own dreams is really about stepping out of the logical mind and into the creative mind and disregarding whatever you think you know when you first have the dream. This is really about becoming curious because our dreams are really, really super sly and our inner dreamer is so much smarter than we are. in our day-to-day because our dream body draws from wisdom that is not only hidden from our waking mind in the depths of our subconscious, often we're also drawing from the collective unconscious as well, from the symbolism and archetypal information that's available in the wider soup of consciousness or unconsciousness, right? So as we take off on this adventure together into the energetics of dream interpretation, I just want to give you the lay of the land by orienting you to a little bit about polarity, which is, it's an energy medicine modality, healing modality, and how that relates to dream work 
in this elemental model that I'm offering as a lens to interpret your dreams through. A lot of dream work is based in psychoanalysis and it tends to stay oriented to the mental plane. And I personally love the mental plane. There are so many resources and different ways that we can look at our dreams from our waking mental state, but that's only one level. And what I love about polarity therapy is that it works with energy in a very holistic way, looking at all these various levels at once, embracing paradox. And polarity invites us to look at the whole in relation to the parts and vice versa. So that's how I'm inviting you to see your dreams as well, to look at it more holistically. And so polarity views everything as energy fundamentally, which is, you know, scientifically proven. Everything is energy. <laughs> and basically everything that becomes solid goes through this involutionary process. And in the polarity elemental model, this begins with the ether element and it moves through the various levels to the earth from inspiration to thought, to emotion, to physical expression. So the five elements consist of ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And they progress from finer frequencies from the ether to denser, slower frequencies all the way down to the earth. And when we use this energetic progression to interpret our dreams in a more holistic way, as opposed to just contemplating what our dreams mean from our waking mental state, we're actually enlisting more of our senses and resources. So I'm going to be sharing first just an overview of what these elements are in relation to this five-step process, and then I'll go into it in a little bit more detail. So the first element is ether, and in the ether we engage our intuition and higher realms of guidance. And in the air is the next step, we apply our mental analysis. The third step is the fire element, which invites an embodied exploration, tuning into our body's wisdom. And the fourth element is water, which engages our emotional intelligence. And the final fifth element is the earth, which invites us to explore our dreams through ritual action and to engage with them in our waking physical reality. When we're trying to interpret our dreams or to understand what they mean, we can work with them on the level of ether by tuning into our intuition in addition to engaging our waking mind or maybe sort of bypassing that. When we tune into the ether level of dream observation, we're inviting our guides, our higher selves to bring us clues and direction. We can utilize our intuition to interpret our dreams through tuning in and receiving maybe a flash or sudden knowing, through imagery or pictures, or through any of our senses, we might receive information that way. It's helpful to do this when you very first wake up or when you're on the way into sleep at night. That's called the hypnopompic state when you first wake up or the hypnagogic state when you're falling asleep. And those sort of in-between uh, trance-like states are really helpful for using and engaging your intuition 
because they are accessing slower brainwave states, usually more of an alpha or theta wave state. And we can also engage those brainwave states at any time throughout the day through conscious dream work or by engaging in dream reentry. And we can do that using drumming or just through practice. We can engage our active imagination and journey either back into or on behalf of the dream. And I'm going to be having a whole other episode that goes into this coming up soon about conscious dream work and dream reentry work and how to do that. The next step down in energetic frequency is the air element, which relates to the heart chakra. And the air element actually rules the mind. And there are various ways to explore our dreams on a mental level. And one of my favorite comes from Gestalt therapy, which was founded by Fritz Perls. So Freud, which we all know Freud, he used to say that dreams are the royal road to the unconscious. But Fritz Perls said dreams are actually the royal road to integration. And he saw dreams as being fragmented aspects of ourselves and that by relating to each of the objects or characters in our dream as though they are us, we can then dialogue with them, try them on, and ask a few particular questions of these dream objects or characters in order to find out what they mean. And that begins with just identifying what's most interesting to you in the dream. You don't have to do every single object in the dream, <laughs> but what's most standing out to you. And then once you've landed on something that you want to explore, you can try on speaking out loud or conversing as though you are that object, really taking it on and feeling it, trying it on, identifying what are you when you are that thing. If I'm the color red, what am I? What is red? What is it like to be red? What do you notice? And then that kind of dialogue as you try on being that thing will help you determine what it really means. Another of my favorite methods of dream interpretation on the mental plane comes from Robert Moss, one of my teachers. And he has this game where you just pretend that you're talking to an alien who doesn't know anything about what you're talking about. So if you were to describe the color red to an alien, how would you describe it? What is a color? What is red? And the words that you use as you objectively describe it are often very, very telling as to what they mean to you and what the symbolic resonance really is. I will also be sharing a little bit more about dream symbolism and how we can fine-tune our interpretation of that in the next section. But moving on to the fire element, the fire is where we get into the embodied realm of elemental dream work, which is how we can tune into our body's wisdom, using our physical sensations to direct our awareness. Maybe noticing when you have butterflies in your stomach or cold chills or goosebumps, right? These are physical, somatic signs that you're onto something. They're guideposts. We're listening to the wisdom of the body. What I'll do is I'll ask my body, just to go back to that same example, where is the color red in my body? Where do I feel it? 
And so you can do that right now. Just where do you feel the color red? What is the first part of your body that you notice as soon as you try on that inquiry? Maybe you feel it in your knees or maybe suddenly you have a sensation in your stomach. So just notice where that is for you. And what's the quality of that sensation when you're inquiring, do you feel anxious? Do you feel excited? Do you feel nervous? So just noticing how your body is responding as you try that on. The body has so much information for us about our dreams, and it's so often overlooked. The fourth element is the water, and that relates to the second chakra. And when we get into the realm of the second chakra, we're really talking about relationality and emotionality. So we can examine how we feel in a dream or what emotions come up when we contemplate or try on different aspects of the dream. And that can often give us so many more clues to what's really going on. Maybe the dream seems somewhat nonsensical to our logical mind, but if we tune into how we feel when we're listening to the dream and contemplating the dream, and trying on different aspects, then our emotions can guide us to a deeper understanding than we could really access any other way. It's helpful to name those emotions sometimes and really feel them in your body and tune into them using your other senses, even dialoguing with the emotions. And this will really help you to understand the meaning of your dreams so much more. By making those unconscious emotions more conscious. The final element that we use to interpret our dreams in this model is the earth. And the earth is that final landing place on that journey of manifestation from spirit into matter. The earth is the slowest, densest vibratory element. And often it's through the lens of the earth element that we have to be patient we're waiting to see how the dream plays out in our life later. Sometimes we'll notice that certain dreams were prophetic or precognitive in certain ways, and it might take weeks or years before that becomes evident. And that's always a question we want to contemplate. Is it a warning dream or is it something that could be giving us information pertaining to our life in some tangible way that we should really heed? There's also in the earth an invitation to really take action on your dreams or do some ritual act to honor the dream. Maybe you need to paint or draw the dream in order to process the energy of it and learn more about what it means to you or what it's inviting you to integrate. In ancient Egypt, for instance, they really believed that taking action based on your dreams brought about potential great rewards. Whereas if you did not heed the information that came to you in the dream, it could bring about great misfortune. And there's one story that really illustrates the wonderful possibilities that could come from listening to your dreams about a young prince who was sleeping near the Sphinx in Giza. He received a dream that he could 
be the next pharaoh and have the throne of Egypt if he would only clear away all the sand that had accumulated over the Sphinx. And so he did that. He did as he was instructed, and he did become the pharaoh. And he recorded all of this. But this dream steal, as it's called, is about the story of paying attention to your dreams and the rewards that can come from that. So that's just one example. And the ancient Egyptians had many, many, many ways of working with dreams. They had priests whose only job was to interpret dreams. And this is true for many cultures throughout history that dreams were really, really valued and they were thought to provide high knowledge or high wisdom. And I believe that we all have the capacity to be that expert at understanding our own dreams and that it might be helpful to understand archetypal symbology and be able to reference that. But we also can look things up anytime we want and get all kinds of different perspectives. That's a very powerful tool that we actually have in modern day reality, right? And so we do have access to so much archetypal wisdom that's been gathered over the centuries. And then working in a community with other dreamers can also provide you with ample perspectives and insight and opportunity to see your dreams from different angles, which can help direct you in your life, help you to manifest more clearly and powerfully, help you to avoid unnecessary traumas and to attract wonderful experiences and to follow your soul path. So there's a million reasons why this work is incredibly powerful and accessible to you more so than ever before. But hopefully just from listening to this episode, you'll also feel empowered to just look at your dreams in these different ways that I'm offering so that you can become an expert of, of yourself and learn your own language of symbology, which is what I'm going to talk about next. But first, as I share my dream, I'll invite you, of course, to listen to the dream as though it were your own and to be open to maybe how this dream is communicating directly with you or is containing information for you. I believe that our dreams have an incredible sense of humor. They actually speak to us very often in puns or homonyms, which are two words that sound the same but have different meanings, such as your soles of your shoes and your soul spirit. And that particular example has shown up many times in my own dreams. So one example was a dream I had recently about making this journey underground to Mexico. And there were people who were native to Mexico in the dream helping me make this journey. And one thing that was not helpful is that I was wearing a borrowed pair of shoes and they didn't really work because they weren't mine. So in the dream, some of these people that were helping me gave me my own pair of used shoes that I could wear, but they were way too big. And even though these shoes were way too big, 
I knew that I could make the journey because they were mine. They were being gifted to me. And that was really important in the dream. But they were still too big. And so I needed to figure out how to make them fit better because I was going to have to climb up this very precarious stack of, you know, I don't know if they were furnaces or what they were. But before I could make the climb, I had this thought in the dream that I had these old, worn-out insoles from a pair of shoes that I've been wearing for years, and I could just take those old insoles out, even though they were worn out and flattened. If I were to put those in the new shoes, they would work. So in the dream, I did that, and I was able to make the climb and come up above ground and look around. And so the homonym here that I love was soul and this whole analogy or metaphor of the shoe for our life path. And for me personally, this symbol comes up a lot in my dreams. I know that usually when I'm dreaming about a pair of shoes, it has to do with not just my life path or not just my soul path, soul of the shoes, but it it has to do with my business, which is tied into my soul work, right? Teaching and writing. I'm actually heading to Mexico to write a book. I have a huge agenda waiting for me when I arrive there. So clearly when I examined this dream in relation to what I know about where I am in my life, I did feel like I'm stepping into something that is too big for me to fill. And I felt intimidated and I was able to really acknowledge that and go, oh, subconsciously, I'm worried that I can't fill these shoes. But in the dream, what I came to understand was that I just needed to use my old insoles and to put them into this new shoe and that I would be able to fill that shoe just by relying on what I already have inside of myself, what I've already cultivated, that where I have been and where I've walked already in my life is everything I need to fill these new shoes. And that was incredibly validating to put that together and realize, oh, I have it. It's in my inner soul. (laughs) It's in my inner being. I I already have everything I need to accomplish this and to to make the journey. Another metaphor in this dream, I was going to have to climb up and out of this sort of underground tunnel. And the tunnel reminded me of a birth canal. There was a light at the end, a window, even though it was underground. And it reminded me of the light at the end of the tunnel of a birth canal. And I've had many dreams over the past year about being pregnant with this creative project that relates to my book and my career. So I recognized that I was in the canal, I was in the birth canal with this, and that that was orienting me to where I am in my process. I had been talking with my son the day before about moving up in life, and he he had used those words, and I was really resonating with him on this journey of how do we move up in life? How do we get to the next level of where we want to be in the world, in our career, in our life? And so I put that together in the literal climbing up and out from underground in the dream. It was showing me that this process is about moving up in life. And so that was also sort of a, a metaphorical, symbolic 
cue that helped me to understand and orient to the dream's meaning. And so I know that shoes and soles and feet have shown up for me many times in dreams. And I remembered a past dream that I had years ago where I was wearing a pair of shoes that were really way too small and tight for me. And I was very uncomfortable in these shoes. And in the dream, I traded out these old shoes and was gifted a new pair. And they were these beautiful emerald green shoes that fit perfectly. And they were actually made out of emerald stones. They were absolutely beautiful. And that dream came to me at a moment when I was trying to transition out of doing what I had been doing. And at the time, I was starting to feel that that was restricting me, that that wasn't all there was. And in the process of getting this new pair of shoes, I was really getting that it would be an abundant transition for me, more abundant, because I had guides in the dream who gave me these emerald shoes. And that was helping me to make this transition out of my old career. So to have this old dream reference come up as I'm exploring this more recent dream, it really just goes to show how we, when we track what these symbols are meaning for us, how powerful it can be when we look at the play on words or look at the puns. For me, shoes have a very specific personal symbol. And because I've tracked my dreams, I knew to reference that. There are three different realities or perspectives that I recommend you could try on when interpreting your dreams. We can look at our dreams as though they're pertaining to our internal or personal reality, our external or waking life reality, or through the lens of an alternate or all realities, including the mythic level or the collective level. So to explain this a little more in depth, from the perspective of the internal reality, all characters, objects, scenarios, everything in the dream is observed as though it is an aspect of you. So as an example, if you had a dream that your neighbor fell down, then you could view that neighbor as an aspect of you. And you could really contemplate what the neighbor aspect of you represents and what their fall might represent to you. So that's the internal perspective. The external reality perspective invites you to view the dream characters, people, objects, as though they are external to you. So in the example of the neighbor following, you might look at the dream and try to interpret the dream as though the neighbor was actually your neighbor. And perhaps this is going to be a prophetic dream and your neighbor is going to have a fall. Or it could be that your neighbor is falling metaphorically Maybe they're falling in love, or maybe they're falling from a higher to a lower position in their job. But still, that would be relating to your actual neighbor. And the third perspective, the way that you could try on looking at your dream, is through the alternate reality or all-reality perspective. And that's more on a mythic or mystical or collective level, pertaining to the archetypal or the collective unconscious symbols that aren't just personal, that's not just seeing the dream as an aspect of you or an aspect of 
something in your waking life, but maybe it's on the mythic level. In that example of the next door neighbor falling, what does a neighbor represent on the collective level? Maybe there's a fall of the neighborly way of relating in society, and you could explore it from that perspective. Whenever I sit down with my own dream or work with someone else's dreams, I always look at them from all three levels. And I think that it's important to give yourself room to let all of them coexist simultaneously. Also, it's powerful to consider what other people's symbolic interpretation might mean or to have someone else observe and talk through and reflect the dream for you. That's incredibly valuable. We are all a part of that pool of the collective unconscious and we are all drawing from that same pool and reflecting and mirroring for one another. And even if it doesn't resonate for you at all, that is actually just as powerful as the interpretations that are offered to you that do resonate because it helps you to discern what feels true. And sometimes we need things that aren't right in order to know what things are right for us. Part of the value is to say, nah, that doesn't really resonate. And to then find out what does, to dig deeper into yourself and to start really tracking and recording and noticing the patterns that show up in your dreams and defining and creating and claiming those dream symbols that really do resonate for you. And the more you do that and the more you share your dreams and work with them, the more empowered you are to get those symbols right away, to get the meanings, and you become so expert at really knowing yourself, knowing your own psyche, at bringing the unconscious elements that are ruling our energetic makeup and bringing them forward into the conscious realm so that we can make choices instead of being dictated by fears or avoidance that we're not in touch with, but that are coming to us in the dream. There are so many opportunities for growth and evolution and self-realization this way. And I'm so, so excited to be sharing this with you. So I would invite you to come free to one of my monthly dream circles, to come and experience this elemental dream work method and get some positive supportive, loving reflection. There's not judgment because often the dreams that we're most ashamed or scared of are the juiciest, most powerful dreams and the potential for you to heal on a physical, emotional, or energetic level is unparalleled. Before I share the group Dream Seed for this moon, I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Lone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. I'm so honored that you joined me for this episode in this series about how to work with your dreams. I appreciate you liking and sharing and following this podcast and checking out all of the links in the show notes for our membership our private dream sharing forum and online courses and community 
check the link in the show notes for amandalux.com where you can inquire about receiving an online session with me as I have availability. For this week, the dream seed is as follows. Dear dream guides, please bring me a dream I can remember containing a valuable dream symbol that will help me to grow in myself and become a more powerful dreamer. I would recommend that when you write this seed, ask for a symbol pertaining to something specific in your life that you would like to know more about. So there you have it. It's such an honor to be in sacred community with you. I can't wait to hear about your dreams. We're all